Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Hey, friends. Welcome to the Your Business Besties podcast, powered by Field and Ford. I am Javon Brumfield, Joe Brumfield, and I am the Certified People Analyzer. I am Summer Swafford. I am the Architect of Operations. <laughs> awesome. And on today's episode, it's actually going to start a series that we've talked about. And I'm really, really excited about this because I think that these are topics that are very important but often not talked about so we're going to be talking about the price of loyalty Mm -hmm. and so you will hear us speaking about this over the next three episodes so we're going to talk about loyalty within your circle we're going to talk about loyalty with your clients and we're also going to speak about loyalty to yourself so first and foremost let's just go ahead and get this thing cracked wide open let's talk about loyalty in your circle summer what are your thoughts about that when you think about being loyal to the people in your circle well, first of all, we were having this organic conversation like we always do um, through text and, and voice notes. And we were talking about the, the the price of trying to make sure we come through for other people or show up or make sure we give this time, make time for mm-hmm. other people. And we have competing priorities. And so when we talk about loyalty, we are truly talking about how do you prioritize the things that you need? And need to get done compared to the things that as humans and we live in this world and live in this ecosystem we promise to be there and show up for other people mm-hmm. um and for me it has been a struggle Same. It, is, it has been a struggle and as i've gotten to a certain age which i shall not say i now realize how important it is to be loyal to me that yes. that needs to be a high priority um as I'm moving through this space, through this journey, because without taking care of me first and, and making sure I do the things that I need to do, I actually can't be great help to others. I think that's a huge point, especially for people who are naturally givers or servants or want to be there to support other people. You actually start to feel bad when you focus on yourself or if you're thinking just about yourself. And I know in the conversation that you and I had, I was sharing with you how for a long time I would downplay my skills or my gifts or my greatness because it would make other people feel some sort of way. And I didn't want Mm -hmm. them to feel bad because they may not have been as successful or they may not have had certain opportunities. But at some point you have to really just stop and know that these are the blessings that you've been given. These are the skills that you've gained. This is the work that you have done and you have to be okay with understanding that everybody may not be in that same place and everybody may not share the same skills and talents you have, and that's okay. And you have to have a sense of loyalty to you before you have loyalty to anybody else. Let's go a little bit deeper. So we have to go back and think about when we were in our early twenties and let's keep it 100. I was a secretary. I was Mm -hmm. an admin assistant and you were the, on the opposite end of the spectrum. What were Mm -hmm. you? I was a director of human resources by the time I was 25. And for so, a billion dollar company. For a huge corporate entity. And so that created a lot of issue with me because there was no one in my circle, no one near where I was 
you know, professionally or, you know, financially at that particular time, you know, life and, has changed. But um, but if you think about it, did that affect our relationship at all? No. I mean, we still interacted the same. It, it was that we had different experiences. And I'm think I think, too. At that time, we didn't talk a whole, whole lot either. Like, at mm-hmm. that time, we might well, you talk. Were, you a, were a busy lady. Right. Like, at that time, <laughs> we might talk a few times a year. And I think that speaks to the fact that you also have to understand that the relationships have ebbs and flows. And they mm-hmm. change over time. But I know for me, that was tough. Because there was no one in my age group that could identify with what I was dealing with and what I was facing. Because I was an executive with people who were basically twice my age. Right. And. I'm having to figure out how to navigate being a 20 year old who wants to enjoy life and have fun. But then I have to uphold the values of the position that I'm in. I supervise people who are my mother's age. And so I'm saying I'm calling them Miss such and such and Mr. Such and such, you know, out of respect. So there were a lot of dynamics I know for me that played into the thoughts I began to have about the value I placed on how I felt versus how other people felt. Because there were also a lot of people who felt like, well, who is she? How did she get to have this opportunity? She's young. She's green. How does she have this opportunity? And so you really don't even realize sometimes how that starts to make you discount yourself because you're so focused on other people's views and how they feel about the situation. Okay. And then on the other end of the spectrum, People have, we've all graduated from college. We all have degrees. And so I have friends that are becoming engineers and becoming, Mm -hmm. going to medical school and becoming directors of HR. And I'm this executive assistant working at a university. And so I don't have these exciting stories, but I am still making an impact and I am still being successful. Mm-hmm. But again, to your point, I'm not saying anything because no one wants to hear about what the secretary did today. That's what that's what I'm starting to tell myself. So now we have these situations or these dynamics in our early 20s mm-hmm. where we have trained ourselves not to say anything about our our professional successes. Yes. And yeah. now we are. And because of this, now we you know, we're we have friends, we have family, we have coworkers, we have associates that we're working with they start to notice that we have value in these specific skill sets and -hmm. they start to reach out to us and they start Mm -hmm. to ask us questions. People start to point in our direction because they say, well, Summer's good at that. Javon's Mm -hmm. good at that. And what dynamic did we discover that has created over the years? Because now we get these calls, we get these requests. And the problem is we don't mind them at all. Right. We don't mind them. But when you have trained yourself subconsciously or other people or other people people. that you will stop everything, you will drop everything, you will make their priority your priority. Mm -hmm. You are now in our definition, you're you're being more loyal to the other people in your life versus to yourself. And what is the unintended consequence of that? Because we're trying to show up to be good friends. We're trying to show up to be good uh, sisters and good daughters and good associates mm-hmm. and guess what happens you get burned out and you then you wake out. up one day and you realize that the things you're doing don't align with what you really want and I think the other piece of that is you start to you really I know for me personally I felt like my value was not being recognized. I felt like people wanted something from me and people still want something from me I'm very useful 
mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I say that a lot. I'm useful to people. But when it comes to truly recognizing and respecting my value, they don't automatically do that. And so it goes back to the point, if you don't advocate for yourself, if you don't stand your ground and articulate your value, then people will diminish it. And so one of the things that we have found is that it is very important that you figure out and become clear about your value and Mm -hmm. what you bring to the table. And you make people put some respect on your name. Because it comes down to they don't even know how to articulate what it is. And because you haven't said anything about it, you have not vocalized it. You can't in 30 seconds or less articulate what is this thing that's drawing people to you that always say, hey, I'm looking for a job. I need my resume redone. I'm going to reach out the summer. Like they're constantly doing that. And that's just an example. And I don't even notice because I'm like, oh, I love to talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm not recognizing that because I've worked in so many jobs, which we will say for another day, um, <laughs> that I have this expertise and this experience of I could pretty much tell you what's going to happen in any job interview. That's a that's that's very powerful and that's very valuable. But I, I've. I haven't thought about it that way. I haven't vocalized that. I haven't said mm-hmm. that. So when I was doing resume writing, I never explained my value to people. I never mm-hmm. sat down and thought to myself, oh, this is what I'm sharing with people. Mm-hmm. So another thing that happens, I think, too, as we're on this journey to entrepreneurship, as you're trying to figure out what is it that I could offer if I'm thinking mm-hmm. about bringing in a second stream of income or if I'm thinking about starting a business, if you don't know what people are coming to you for, what the core thing is, you can't put your fingers and hands around it and you can't figure out that you should probably, you could, that you could charge for it, that you should charge for it. (laughs) Well, that was definitely my experience. And you know, we've had those conversations and I'm like, I know I have something special. I know that it's something different. I know that when I go into these work environments, they want it, they need it. People are seeking me out, but I could not figure out how to put language around it so that I could articulate it. And then of course, monetize it as well. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, how do you explain the secret sauce? And one of the other things I thought about when you were speaking about the price of being loyal to other people over yourself is you get pigeonholed and you get stuck in certain circumstances and situations. So like you said, if they see you as the person who writes resumes, then they forever see you as the person who writes resumes. And so it can stifle your growth if you don't have the courage to step out and say, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And or I know these that are the other things that I do that I can do. And so I know for me, it has been very powerful to take the stance and be very vocal about there are lots of things I can do, but these are the things that I'm wanting and enjoying doing now. These are the things that I'm willing to do because otherwise, again, everybody wants what they want. Otherwise, they're going to paint a picture of you and they're going to paint you into a corner and they will always see you that way. And you definitely have to take a step back and be loyal to yourself and be loyal to the idea of promoting who you are at this phase of the journey because it changes. And so, yes, at that point, you were the resume girl. Okay, but now there's a different time in my life. As you say, there's a new timeline. And so now that I'm in the new timeline, you have to put some respect on where I am. And who I am and what I do. So um, what about the fact that we, you know, as adults, we ask, we can go on LinkedIn or we, you know, if we personally know the person, 
we just know their job title. So that's what mm-hmm. I know you as. So you are, I look through your LinkedIn, Summer, you're an executive assistant, you're a project mm-hmm. manager, you're, you know, these are the titles that I see. And mm-hmm. someone told me you did resumes. So th- that's mm-hmm. what I know you as. Right. Going deeper than that, because a lot of us do find our identity in our job title, which mm-hmm. again, is just the title. There are skills and things that you innately do, you love mm-hmm. to do, that, that, or that's just easy for you, that you may not, still may not realize that that's how people identify you. So for example, I know that in your professional experience, people usually call on you as the person to be the speaker. They ask you to mm-hmm. come and lead something in meetings and step backs and seminars and workshops. Mm-hmm. It may not have anything to do with what your job title is, but they say, right. you know, we're going to reach out to Javon and we want her to be the person that does this. Can you speak to how that also is something that you have to start to identify as you're on this journey? Because again, your job title is your job title. You are HR director at X company, but they're asking you to talk to these people about really emotional intelligence or relationships, something mm-hmm. a little bit off-centered from HR director. I think the biggest thing is slowing down to be present and recognize what's happening, right? Because like in my case, to your point, I could be in a meeting and one of the executives will say, hey, I need you to make this presentation or hey, I need you to, to answer this question or I'm gonna let Javon take that. And so you start to realize there's something special that I have that's beyond the realm of my role, like you said, and you have to slow down and figure out what that is. And so, okay, what that is, is, okay, maybe I'm, I'm good with facilitation. Maybe I'm quick on my feet and I can be a good speaker. Maybe that means I'm good at training and development. Maybe that means that I can see a holistic picture and think strategically. And so then I need to take those things and figure out how to monetize those gifts. And I know that was a huge disconnect for me because for a long time, again, when you are loyal to other people, they diminish things like that, right? If it's not something tangible that they can put their hands on. You're the salesperson, you're the marketing person. And so it makes perfect sense to them why they need to pay you or why they need to do this or do that. But when you're the person, like you always say, I'm the kind of intangible glue. I'm just Mm -hmm. this invisible thing that makes it all work. It happens behind the scenes. It's under the radar, but without it, the machine doesn't work quite as well. And so you have to slow down and figure out what's my magic? What's my superpower? What is my zone of genius Mm -hmm. so that you can figure out how to monetize that? And to your point, it may take you into a different lane. So for me, what that meant was I didn't really need to be, nor was my true gift in being an HR director. Like Mm -hmm. that wasn't it. Right. You just work. You're capable. You're qualified. Qualified to do it. But when I really boil down the things that are my true innate gifts and also the things that I enjoy, right? Because Mm -hmm. we talk about monetizing the things that come easy to you, the things that feel natural. Those were the things not dealing with people in their issues, (laughs) you know, not the payroll, the benefits, all those things. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I can do those things and I, you know, I have clients and I, and I do those things. I offer those services, but I just have to be clear to limit that, you know, and to make sure that that's not the sole source of the work that I'm doing. And so in my space, I've diminished myself because I'm going, oh, I'm the secretary at this place. I'm the executive assistant at this place. I'm the office manager at this place. Mm -hmm. Um, I was affected by Hurricane Katrina. So I did a lot of temp jobs. I learned a lot of different things. 
And what was in what was happening was that I was going into places that was full of chaos, businesses that were completely chaotic and mm-hmm. organizing them. So, yes, you started out and you wanted me to answer the phone and mm-hmm. file some paperwork. And I ended up transforming departments and organizations and businesses. And again, to your point, well, she's executive assistant. She's supposed to do that. So I'm right. not. I'm not putting two and two together. So, but yeah, that's because you know, I just thought about as you were speaking about that. I was an HR director, but I had a history of going into HR departments that were not structured. I had a history Mm -hmm. of going into HR departments that had significant issues. Mm -hmm. And so I was brought in and I was able to be effective because I was strategic, because I could figure out how we needed to operate and what the plan needed to be. And so that's a different skill set. Than just being able to come in and, you know, be the policy police, right? I was about to say to, to make sure that the company reaches the federal, state, mm-hmm. and internal guidelines. It's more than that. And the same thing you're saying, okay, I could be just the everyday executive admin that manages the calendar and the travel and answers the phones and all of those things. That's a different skill set from the person who has to come in and create the order and the structure for the office. And in both of our experiences, that has been our secret sauce. That has been the special thing, regardless of what the title was that we had. And I think we finally got into the place where we realized that. And now we're able to leverage that and use that for the training and development that we'll do as Field and Ford. And so if you close the loop on the loyalty, let's let's think about this, how we ended up where we were like, we have to do something different. So now that we're talking about the way that we are solving problems at the companies mm-hmm. that we that means that you and I are on salary, but we're working mm-hmm. a whole lot of nights. Yes. We're working a whole lot of weekends. We're working mm-hmm. a whole lot of early mornings, trying to raise kids, trying to do this job. So our loyalty mm-hmm. is to our job. And the and loyalty you know, was not to ourselves. Not at all. Not at all. And it was, in some in some senses, it was out of necessity, right? Mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. be loyal to this because this provides me with the income to support my life. This is the, the way that I support myself and my children. So I have to be loyal to this. And part of the mindset shift that we've both had to make is that you can survive and be loyal to yourself. I think that's a huge moment when you realize I can be loyal to me and still make the money that I need to make to support myself because we really, and I say we as people, we get stuck. Mm -hmm. We get stuck and we feel like we can't see life any other way because how am I going to, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to take care of my, because I've said those things, you know, in years past, how will I take, take care of my children if I don't have this job? And so you really force yourself into a space where again, you're paying the price of being loyal to anything and everything other than you. And so what you said earlier, you have to slow down a little bit and you have to think about what what is your mindset about around your current situation and why mm-hmm. is it like that? Because the switch was if I had the ability to wake up and I used to work five to midnight when I was doing event planning. Mm-hmm. If I could do that for a company then I can do that to build out my own business. If mm-hmm. I found the space, the time, the energy to wake up and knock some things out between 6 and 7.30 in the morning, then I have to use that same loyalty to do that to myself, mm-hmm. to find, to build my plan to get up out of this. Yes, and I think I was thinking about this too the other day. Is also be clear and honest with yourself if you're really not built for it. 
right? Yes, because, because everybody is not built for this journey. I've said before, okay. right? I've said before, anybody can do it, but not everybody will. And so I also want to just be clear with people that, yes, we're talking about the possibility that exists, but you have to really be ready to step into this lane and do this work. And if you're not willing to truly bet on yourself or you feel like that, you know, having that structure works best for you. Cause I've had friends that have said, it just works best for me to go to work mm-hmm. and do my nine to five and go right. home and not worry about those. Listen, I'm not knocking it, but also understand this. And we've talked about this before this journey of being a remote professional or being an entrepreneur looks different ways. You can still find ways to work online and still work for someone and have that structure. Mm-hmm. You can still create some levels of freedom without you having to get up and go to a brick and mortar and still, you know, be stuck into that. But like you're saying, I had the same thoughts. If I could work these kind of hours for someone else, I could do it for myself. I just think that you have to be honest with yourself about whether or not you're a person that this works for you. Because there is a benefit and there is a level of like security knowing I get up every day, that company is there. Mm-hmm. I do what I'm supposed to do. Even if I feel, if I like to go above and beyond and I'm going to get paid and I go home and I don't think about, I don't have to right. do anything else extra. You may be in a space and time in your life where that is perfect for you. Right. And you may just realize like, oh yeah, trying to organically do all this myself, that's not my thing. Right. But that is the extreme end because that means that we're kind of alluding to if you were running your own business to Javon's mm-hmm. point. There's there's a there's a there's a spectrum between <laughs> going to work and com- commuting and going into an office working nine to five and running your own mm-hmm. successful multi million dollar business. There's a spectrum in there, and Javon, <laughs> you and I have like walked along the spectrum and done all the different variations and, and versions and we, of it, and we figured out which ones we like and what yes. really fits us. But again, that's the journey of figuring out how to be loyal to you because. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk more about this in, in upcoming episodes, because as you get into it, you start to build loyalty to your clients and you start to build loyalty to other people. And then you so have the, to evaluate. The mindset is still there and you've shifted it and put it on someone else. You st- and, and what did you always say about how you're going to meet yourself on this journey? Like you you always are meet- going to meet yourself on the entrepreneurial journey. I will say that until the day I die. And the people who are wise are the people who, when they encounter themselves, take the time to work through it and figure it out. Here's the other thing I need people to understand. This work does not end. This working on yourself, this shifting your mindset, this idea of looking at the world differently, it's a continuous learning process. And so just because you make one mindset shift and you're like, all right, I'm jumping out here. I'm I'm on, I'm on board. I'm signing up for building your blueprint. I'm signing up for pathway to pivot. I'm going to be an online professional. You still have plenty more work to do to to figure it out. And that's why, you know, as we talk about all the time, that's the importance of your business besties. That's the importance of your network, because you're going to continue to have different iterations of what your life will look like. So I think the next episode we'll talk about what this loyalty to yourself looks like once you kind of step into this. So whether it's a second stream of income, whether you've launched Mm -hmm. a full-fledged business, whether you're just a remote worker, and how loyalty to yourself and loyalty to others, how it affects you in a space like that. Because this this thing can go. (laughs) 
It does. Ooh. And we've, we've lived through it. And I, that's why I'm excited about the things that we are bringing to the market to offer to people, because we're able to talk them through our personal experiences and give them firsthand advice and say, I've been through that. I know what that looks like. Here's my experience that may not be yours, but at least you can glean something from it and see what you take from it. And then there are certain things we can tell you absolutely unequivocally. No, you don't want to do that. <laughs> because one, I think one of the things that um, people experience when they're doing this is it's the fear of the unknown. It's yes. the fear of not knowing what does this look like? How is this going to turn out? What am I going to encounter on the way? And you and I are like, hey, as your business besties, we can tell you exactly some things that are going to come mm -hmm. down the pipeline as you are walking on this journey, as you even attempt to make the first decision to say, I think I might want to blank. Mm -hmm. We can we can we're starting to really pull the curtain back and 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 share with you because it's kind of hard, even when you especially when you find someone that's already been they're kind of successful. Mm -hmm. They don't really want to go back and revisit these days. They don't really but, wanna... you, but it's a new thing. It's it's like starting something new. And so, yes, you're going to go through those periods of, of insecurity and uncertainty because it's something new. I don't care how skilled you are in your profession. You're making a transition into a new way of being. And anytime you do that, you're going to have a period of transition and you have to be prepared for that. And you have to have some support to figure that out, to navigate that. So but pe people that's what don't we're want here for. People don't want they're successful now and that's what they're putting yeah. on social media and they're showing you the the flights the trips the freedom the good food and so when you try to tap them and say hey okay i'm at the beginning of my journey or i'm thinking about this they they either really don't have time because they're successful or they don't really want to they don't want to revisit the beginning days they're like no this is <laughs> I where i am now anymore i don't want to think about that anymore well and there's the, value in that there is. And so here's a beautiful thing. If you are in that place or if you have listened to our content and you feel like I want to make this transition, I'm not exactly sure how to do it. I don't I don't know exactly what I need to be doing. I don't know exactly how to think about it. We've got something for you that we're excited about. We definitely do, because I was in that space. Javon was in that space and we mm -hmm. had google to figure out what to do and what each we, other we had yes, each other <laughs> we had each other and we know that people don't even have that because yes. you may start this idea in this journey before your friend or your coworker or someone else kind of gets on board mm -hmm. so what we've decided to create because we were like okay we need something that just kind of gets people get their feet wet get them mm -hmm. open to the opportunity we've created this, this little mini course called building your blueprint and with mm -hmm. this program, we're just, it's just, it's 90 minutes to so 120 minutes, not that long at all. Completely online. You don't have to go anywhere. You can stay at Self -paced. home. Self-paced. Self-paced. And what we're going to do is help you build your own blueprint. Just high level, walk you through the thought process. Okay, if I decided to have a second stream, if I decided that... I have some clients right now, but it's not going. I need to I need to clarify what I'm doing here because they've said it. These people are asking me for all kinds of things that I don't want to mm -hmm. do. Or you're like, I think I want to start a business. I've been thinking about this for several years. Building your blueprint is going to allow you. We're going to give you a little workbook. You can write down as you're going through the mini course. And when you finish, you'll have a blueprint, a little plan of like, okay, if this is what I decided to do, I have a plan. I have an idea. I know you, it doesn't give you all the details, but it will give you enough to get started. It'll give you enough to, like we say, you can sit down and figure out exactly what it is that I can offer that I love to do, mm -hmm. that I'm known for, 
that I can monetize. And really, if you think about it, it's taking, and I say this a lot as well, we have to take the strategies that large companies use and apply them mm-hmm. to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so it literally is the same process that you would do with any corporate entity and nonprofit organization. Mm-hmm. And it's taking the opportunity to take a step back, evaluate what you want your plans to be, and having some help, basically, we serve as your facilitators as you mm-hmm. go through the thought process of how would I want this to be structured? What is it that I would want to do? And so because we want to make this something that is available to as many people as possible, we thank you so much for all the wonderful, overwhelming support that you've yes. given us um, from the Your Business Besties podcast. We've had some great conversations and connections with people who are interested. We have priced this so that it is affordable um, this offering, this mini course is available for only 37 bucks, less than $40 just for, and this will help you think about it, investing in yourself, spending $40 that we're going to spend at TJ Maxx, at the movies, wherever. Chipotle and you, for me. And you get to walk away. Even if you don't act on it right now, you've gotten it yes. out your head. You've gotten it on the paper because it doesn't, it's just an idea till you write it down. Then it becomes a plan. Right. And even like Summer said, even if you are already out here and you're starting to do some work and you're thinking, Mm. I'm doing this work, but this isn't quite the way I imagined it or it's not quite working for me. Building your blueprint is also going to help you to refine some of your ideas about how you want to put that together. So we invite you to go and check that out. Summer, you want to tell them where they can find it? Sure. So if you go into the show notes, you'll see the link to book your to building your blueprint. And we will definitely be putting it out on social media. So you can just click the link. We'll make it easy for y'all. We're not going to give you any a bunch of different links. We're just going to put it everywhere. Don't worry if you're following us and you're following Field and Forward, the link will be everywhere. But um, we definitely need to keep talking about this Mm -hmm. price of loyalty and how it works once you start to gain clients. Absolutely. Thank you guys for listening and we will be back. Bye.